Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I don't belong here. I'm a All right, shut up. We're starting. Rude. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Andy Universe, where we talk the ins and outs of all our favorite fictional universes. I'm Andrew. I'm Adam. Uh, today we're talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Volume my, three. That, that's my Guardians of the Galaxy voice. <laughs> if I was a Guardian good, of the yeah, Galaxy, if, if I you would, were in those movies, that's the voice yeah, you would man, do. Uh, it's me. I'm a Guardian of the Galaxy. I'm about to. I'm about to eat this lizard. Everybody eats all the time. Apparently, this is like the equivalent the most to fried chicken in space. I guess. Um. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy three. If you didn't know, I guess. This specifically three. three but um i guess we'll probably throw in a bit of the other two just because we haven't done episodes on them and we'll talk about yeah them i mean they're probably in the process points in this movie make bits of them important and whatnot right right um, but uh yeah but, we're uh, gonna focus on three so spoilers it's in the yeah, title spoiler you alert. knew already um this one is we're also like a week late like so. a week late uh we schedules didn't line up even though we did watch this on opening night so we did yeah uh which means it's been a week since we've seen this so maybe we don't remember everything Um, yeah and uh i plan to see it again in the coming days but that's not useful for this yeah that's not useful for this i was gonna watch it um last night what's today yeah last night (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh with my cousin Henrique uh because uh a week I work at a movie theater and a week after a movie comes out they play it for your friends and family um right right friends and family night and uh I invited my cousins to it and Henrique was like yeah I want to go um then about like 50 minutes before the movie started uh I'm, i texted them and i'm like yeah i don't feel like going guys and they're like and henrique was like yeah i'm already here and i'm like well feel free to go in and watch oh, the yeah. movie so i get i think he did alone uh but did yeah you still get in for up... friends and family night? yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah. so he was still able to, to be, be like he was still able to be like hey i know andrew yeah <laughs> i mean I go in? if you know the time in the theaters and you could basically just walk in Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, 
So this will be not that fresh on the noggin. I'm hoping as we talk about it, it will come back to me. Um, <laughs> um, we so... can start with just our initial thoughts before we get into it too deeply. I like this movie. I thought it was pretty I good. I really liked this movie. I think I'm confident in saying it's probably my favorite Guardians of the oh, uh, yeah. movie. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the best the Guardians movie, and it's up there in the MCU. In yeah, because I would already say Guardians One is one of my like more like liked MCU. Yeah, movies. I'd agree. Like with it's that. it's up there for me. I always forget and... I like that movie. Yeah, but I do. Um. Yeah. No. Me too. Um. But I I do like that movie. The second one is I like, it's but okay. it, it's not I as like, strong as I. I like a lot of parts of it, but yeah, as a it's it's middle of the pack. Um, we'll say it did have one of my favorite um, villains in the MCU. Uh, yeah, with the second go. one. Uh, but I, I like this villain. And I think, one yeah, I think the High Evolutionary has um, kind of a lot going on without us being spoon fed his whole deal, mm-hmm. which is which is good and really interesting. Yeah, um, no. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was, was going to say something, but I don't know. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it kind of fully. Um, there's been a lot of talk, at least amongst the people I know, and I know just as we were walking in to watch it, several of the people you know were saying it, about the music choice in this movie. I think most of it's pretty good, but there are I like are... a lot of the music choice. I, like I think the... I think the first song it pulls out is may maybe some of the best of the series. I like um, the songs themselves as songs. There, there's yeah, a... there's one there's one issue with this movie I had while watching it that it felt like the music was going too okay, not too hard too fast but not too hard as in this music <laughs> as goes hard music goes hard it seemed like every it, there was a lot of needle drop they right. dropped a new song and, and personally um something that kind of struck me as was the music choices the lyrics often really lined up with whatever was going on but the general feel of whatever the song was it didn't it was kind of like yeah. an amateurish approach to music video styling where yeah i think I, I i think what that comes from is james gunn has said he writes the songs into the movie as he's writing the movie so if you're doing it all through writing the lyrics are gonna make that like sure uh, but the other movies didn't suffer from that i don't think yeah i i would have to re-watch them um without the light because i do like guardians i haven't seen rewatched it as much as i've rewatched the other some of the mm-hmm. other mcu movies um just the now that, that i know that information me. i might be more glaring if i go back and i'm looking maybe for it. but i don't know like the initial Redbone one from the very first guardians the very first few scenes of it where it's playing you know come and get your love as star lord's yeah. dancing around the lyrics weren't like dancing in the dark or something or you yeah, know what i mean no that's and fair whereas like uh or like in other kind of action scenes say in guardians 2 where he fights ego and it's fleetwood max break the chain that's not like fighting my dad or whatever the song you know <laughs> what i mean yeah no that that's fair <laughs> you know it's a song that that brings to mind and... fighting but it's about a whole different thing it just got mm-hmm. that good mood for it whereas like i don't know 
and it's not quite the same but like dog days are over the very last song they play in the actual full-on with the characters yeah. oh i get it it's because the dog days are over literally mm-hmm. you know um, yeah yeah i get that uh i think i was mostly unbothered by it um by a lot of the music i did it did like irk me a bit when it first especially at the beginning where I did feel like the music was coming too hard, too fast with every mm-hmm. new scene like, and everything. It was, it was incredibly funny, especially for us, but <laughs> Rocket Raccoon singing creep is like the most on the nose. I feel like no, a creep okay. and weirdo song no, imaginable. Okay. For one, it's one of the best songs in human no, history. No, it's, it's a great song. I love <laughs> for, that song. For two... I yes, but when you're in a bad mood, there's no better song to go to than well, I'm a sure, But it's like I don't know. It's just so on the nose. It's like it's like screenwriting 101 kind of shit. Like, oh, we need our character to yeah. let the audience know he feels like like not comfortable in his own skin. What should the music be? Oh, I think Creep by Radiohead. Yeah, would look, get that I, point across. I agree with most uh uh the song with your point for most of the songs that one you're wrong or, <laughs> that uh, one that one they had that a situation a yeah fair enough well that it. one like that one they had a situation and like like we're not gonna use creep for this like this honestly kind i'm of a little surprised they did time. radiohead very much does not strike me as a wants to be in an mcu movie kind of band who cares what radiohead was <laughs> Well, I guess, yeah, they probably just went through the label and just bought the right. I am kind of, to, for your point, um, uh, it is weird that they took the extra step and went with the acoustic version of Creed. Yeah. Because for the more melodramatic. Right, um, right. Vince word. I think it'd be less so if they just used a normal creep song. I could, yeah, um, I, I'll agree with that. It would probably have felt less on the nose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, or other like, than that, did, it, didn't, um, it didn't really bother me. They didn't have me. Sleep Till Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Two Chris is, Pratt movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, it didn't, I don't think it bothered me as much because uh, they, they hit it with the bangers. <laughs> they, each one of the songs was another banger. And I was like, I, I'm having a good time with this. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I, I think the music, while I liked a lot of the music in this more, well, maybe not more, um, I felt like overall, like as a whole, it had music I liked more. Um, I do think the music worked better in the other movies. Exa- that, yeah, no, that's exactly my point. Whereas a lot of these songs I know better, and like I enjoy these songs if I'm just listening to music, they don't work as well in the context of a yeah. soundtrack for a film as a lot of the other ones did um especially uh at the very end of the movie at the very end of the credits they play bruce springsteen's uh badlands which is one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. um why isn't that in the movie you got it as an option god damn that's my but yeah i i um i i think the, the music could have been and I would a say bit more effort gone into it. You, a little bit more effort gone into it. And I would say, I don't think they should have waited till the very end to start using more modern songs. 
because like yeah. music choice in the in the film is kind of character based whereas quill plays a lot of 70s to 80s music they show rocket being kind of a 90s to 2000s well guy. I, I yeah i think it was more that 70s and 80s was the walkman songs when well, right but even walkman. in this there are still plenty of songs from the 70s yeah but i think it started off with more the 90s music to show that this was like the next step well exactly that. right that's um, exactly why they do dog days at the end kind of thing. yeah and that's but, when they went down yeah to for the next one after that that's 2000 right right um, but i don't know i feel like because they do do a thing where um what is it the high evolutionary's main kind of light motif his main musical attribute he listens to classical music mm-hmm. and so i think there could have been a lot more done with the juxtaposition the the change in style of music to represent character and i just don't think it all kind of lines up as well as it should yeah i don't think that was what they were going for with the music choice and whatnot i think it was more as a representation of them as a whole but i think that would have been an interesting well, take i know they were they doing it, it with high evolutionary because they uh james gunn uh talked about how um and i forget his name the actor he's great in peacemaker who plays the high evolutionary he's mm-hmm. the one who was listening to the piece of classical music uh dido's something it's a famous class yeah music. he was listening to it in his trailer to prepare for the role and james Gunn was like oh well, that's great we'll just have him listen to it in the movie mm-hmm. um and so and he talks about how much he likes earth culture and art and stuff which ego also does which is a little weird to have that little yeah character playthrough but it's fine i i, I honestly wish ronan did too so it's just yeah. all the villains ronan's really into 60s doo-wop <laughs> that okay maybe i like ronan though. <laughs> but but yeah i don't know i just think and it, you're right. That's probably just not what they were going for. But I, I just think it could have been a little more. I, I think it would have been a more interesting it. take yeah. if that's what they were going for. Yeah. Um. I don't think it. I don't think it was. But I think it, it would have made for a better decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, that's fair enough. But yeah. Uh, um. For the um guys who are known for their music, which um, uh, which is one thing about that um in the MCU uh is that when guardians came out that's really how it differed itself was yeah through its comedy and its music and, and then, then they that were like worked. what if that was yeah all so so they kind of made all of the mcu kind of that just the only difference between um like that uh with guardians and the other mcu for the most part guardians is more diegetic music than right. stuff. and for even the in the part, other yeah. stuff it's spider-man might turn on his fucking phone fucking blitzkrieg kebab or whatever <laughs> and then tony stark has his fucking acdc playing in his lab um but uh yeah it felt it's not this movie's fault at all it's more the mcu's fault because of it it feels um, a little played yeah out. and that, and and had they used it a little bit more creatively i could see it not feeling that yeah. way but because they kind of just stick to their guns james guns they're james guns they're uh, shot shane Sean guns. Guns. guns yeah why did um, i think that guy's name was chip i thought that guy's name was chip gun because <laughs> we were talking about it before the movie too where i'm like yeah 
fucking Chip Gun, and then I mentioned Chip Gun to someone else at fucking work, and they're like, "Excuse me." You mean you mean Sean? Gunn? And I well, no, they're like, "Who are you talking about?" I'm like James Gunn's brother. He's in the movie with the Finn, and like, I don't think his name is Chip. And then I looked it up, and his name was Sean. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? He looks real gross with the Finn too. He looks yeah. bad. It looks like look, it's good a dumb Finn. Um, it's not gonna look good on anyone. Well, no, if you um, had the head for it, like it works fine on Yondu. I don't think so. I think the flat fin looks pretty well on Yondu, but when they got the big, oh look, it, it's a comic book fin or whatever. Everybody looks like a dork in that fin. I don't know about that. Um, yeah, what you were saying is is I think a good point on it's not the film's fault, but because the Guardians of the Galaxy style of humor has kind of diffused itself into the rest of the MCU. There are just some bits that just don't land for me, like like uh, Cosmo and Kraglin, how uh, the good girl, bad girl thing, I just really dislike that, you know? Oh, yeah, I know. That was one of my biggest gripes in the movie, um, because I love Cosmo. Cosmo's one of my Cosmo's favorite rad. Marvel characters. Um, and yeah, Cosmo fucking rules. And for Cosmo to be wasted on a fucking good dog joke uh throughout the whole movie and had one cool scene in the whole movie uh i was so disappointed with that um and like i don't know the just the keep returning to it for the payoff there's just a whole lot of setup for not much payoff i'd yeah, say yeah it's a dumb joke it it didn't land like guardians isn't unfamiliar with dumb jokes but to have that dumb joke be going for that long right um was quite quite annoying or um the lot of the adam warlock stuff at least for me didn't land i didn't necessarily hate where they were going for. Yeah. I know a lot of people were like oh why isn't he like this super wise spaceman yeah. like, well, he just, just was born that's how he was when he was first introduced in the comics too but there's a difference between like that and like no shame to Adam Poulter, but it, he just didn't sell it all the time for me. He seemed too much like a regular guy pretending to be dumb. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think uh, that might be a part of the writing too, because it, I don't know if it was because I get don't make him act childish. Like he is, yes. a, he's mentally childish, but he is a man, so right. don't make him act like a child. But they don't get unexperienced and dumb are two different things. Um, right. And I, I think a lot of that is an issue that Drax shares a lot. Oh, um, yeah, the worst part of all three of these uh, movies. Yeah. Well, the first movie, it's not bad because he's not dumb in the first movie. He just, oh, yeah. He's just very literal. Like, well, That's he's like still his... the worst part of the that movie. Yeah, he's just a but, bad actor. But, but Drax, uh, Drax himself in that movie is the best Drax has ever. Oh no, sure, that that movie. that I can agree with. But for the most, even at his best, he's still pretty bad. Yeah. I hate Drax. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, Adam Warlock falls into a very similar thing, and will probably end up taking over the the Drax role as the Guardians yeah. continue um i just wasn't a big fan of it yeah i feel like he didn't really do much in the movie so they can take him basically anywhere so uh i'm curious to see how he turns out but yeah in this movie it seems like he he's only in it because 
they set him up earlier and yeah they had that payoff also crazy adam warlock i mean maybe this will change in the future but at least as of now doesn't really have any reason to fight thanos even though that's like their whole thing well yeah that's just probably not gonna happen because they didn't get to him until after thanos a lot of people Um, uh i saw at least on twitter when that was brought up were like it could happen in secret wars that, uh, and that means nothing stupid. why there's, would that there's happen no, there's no reason for that at all he's he's got no personal interest in thanos and vice versa um if they try to shoehorn that in i honestly think it'll make it worse with both characters i i agree um, um also not crazy i mean i know it's it's relatively comics accurate but another super tough laser hands in the mc yeah that's that's my thing is I'm eagerly waiting for fucking uh, Nova to come into the MCU. Um, And every time they introduce someone whose power is, I fly through space, I'm tough, and I shoot lasers, it makes Nova less and less special. And, like, these guys are coming at us at rapid fire now. Let alone, Nova's already in the MCU as just cops. Yeah, but I mean Nova, Rich Rider, Nova Prime, Nova. Um, Yeah, yeah, but but, um, we saw other Nova Primes in Guardians. They're just other cops. So I don't know. Yeah, but um, yeah. Once it it started off like the problem already started off when Captain Marvel showed up, and people like, well, how are they gonna make Nova different? And then they introduced Photon and the Eternals and fucking what's his name, (laughs) Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. Uh, I was gonna say Adam Strange. From what I've gathered, the little girl they get at the end, uh, who's from the High Evolutionary, in the comics, her name is uh, Phyla Vell. Uh, mm-hmm. She's Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel's yeah. daughter. Uh, and at the end, she does have Captain Marvel-esque powers, so she's is, just another Is that tough... who that was supposed to be? Yeah. Because you see in the credits, her name is Phyla. Oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense, I guess. But anyways... So another... Been... Tough we've been dogging laser. on this movie a good bit even though we both said we like this movie well that's let's, why i wanted to start out with saying yeah that i did enjoy it let's talk uh, about some of the stuff we did like about this movie um, um the character arcs are pretty much to a t impeccable even if at times they're a little obvious yeah i to be fair i think at the start of guardians of the galaxy Except for maybe some of the romance angles, um, you, it's very predictable where almost everybody's going to end up. Right. Um, I think the least predictable is probably Drax because they had no idea what to do with Drax after Thanos was like, his whole deal, deal was, I'm going to kill Thanos. And then some other people fucking killed Thanos away from him. And he's like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm, guess I'm. Got I might have going to, for me now. Yeah, I might be wrong because I haven't watched the first Guardians in a while. But from what I saw in a thread on Twitter where they were talking about this specific thing is in the MCU, he actually doesn't have much connection to Thanos. The killing his family revenge plot is centered on Ronan. Um, and so they do take out Ronan at the end, and that's part of his arc. I don't really recall that. I'd have to rewatch it. Yeah. But that's I, what I heard. I I feel like I remember him talking about Thanos killing his 
um, family, and that's why he has. Uh, that's why he wants to Gamora. kill Gamora. But I yeah, think it's just that because Ronan and them are like connected to Thanos, and Thanos is a bad yeah. Dude. Well, I think maybe Ronan's the one that like actually went and did it, but it was Thanos that's right. was, like the guy who was responsible for it. And like I said, um, I, I don't recall, but from what I read on this thread, oh, weird rhyme. Um, yeah, they were like. Thanos isn't really all that important to Drax, I get in the MCU. I don't yeah, remember I, that really. I, so I think he it, I mean, was. look, to, to be yeah. fair, even if he was at some point, he certainly isn't after. Yeah, a exactly. Point. But um, uh, uh one thing I did like about this movie um is that they remembered that Drax 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 <laughs> uh had a family. had a family yeah um because well, that got dropped pretty quickly it did um, I think I it I liked it when it was brought up um for why he was uh like good at dealing with the kids and then them being like oh you were meant to be a father this is what your path was leading to the whole time or whatever like, I don't know like, if that's I, true. I don't know if that's the case. Well, and, um, and that's part of my certain parts felt extremely obvious, and it's not really the arc itself, but I, just that whole thing where he's good with kids is preceded by literally just the scene before Nebula saying he's useless and yeah. good for nothing, and then immediately they're like, "No, look, this is what he's useful yeah. for. This is what he's good at," and he's never shown to be like good with kids prior to this. Mm-hmm. I guess he hugs baby Groot. That, that means he's good with kids and he did have a family yeah but i i think had his arc like you said been been planned from a, an earlier state you could have shown him yeah I, like, I, I part just of don't why think... he's good with these kids is that he inexplicably knows their language for and, some reason and he's also dumb and that's like honestly it should have been adam warlock shows up and he's the one that's good with kids because, because he is, he is yeah, yeah that he relates to them much more than anyone else does um because he's basically the same thing these kids were made in a tube mere days ago and that's exactly what he is uh but i guess uh, um and yeah, it's, a, it's a small I, I through think... line but um the stuff the high evolutionary makes can end up much smart i mean it's one of the central plots of the film with rocket but the sovereign is the one who made adam warlock and he seems much tougher than all the little kids so uh if they both are making the perfect specimen with lasers and toughness uh seems like they won they made the better kid yeah i i guess that's fair uh i don't know if he's making trying to make the perfect special specimen i think he's more worried about the perfect society with like the perfect well, people right but he is making the perfect but, people for yeah i don't think his perfect specimen is super soldier laser guy but but I, phyla does shoot laser yeah i mean i i don't know i don't know what he was going for um i honestly would have stuck with cool animal drug why was he, why is he selling the animals too uh he's a furry it's, well i guess yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty the obvious there's a pretty good um shot um it, it's like uh like a press image of him in his full 
suit and everything and he brought his dog to set and he oh, takes his picture it, yeah. with the dog and it's so unsettling him taking a picture with the dog because <laughs> the dog's adorable and you're like don't don't let this guy near a dog don't let that guy turn that dog into a man so he could presumably do bad things to it um uh, but he yeah. also clearly is an alcoholic which is funny like they don't ever show you him drinking and i think they should have because it would have played into quill's supposed arc of being an alcoholic which is mm-hmm. dropped immediately but in the flashbacks where he's walking around his spaceship rambling and shouty for no reason going over to rocket and acting hysterical it's pretty implied that he was drinking when he was doing it yeah i i could see that um and if if they had kept that more at the forefront then it would have made sense why they start with quill being an alcoholic mm-hmm. um but yeah uh for the other characters uh i really liked quill's story i really liked the fact that it wasn't um like a love story I enjoy, between yeah, that it wasn't a, a relationship i really like that him and gamora didn't end up together um, right i think that leaves both of them in a more interesting place um and i liked that his story dealt more with the people he's left behind um and i i I like at the end there where he goes and he meets with his grandpa and makes the beginning of the first one um a lot more impactful uh where his grandpa's a bit of a dick and he's like get these fucking headphones off your mom's dying or whatever (laughs) i don't think that's what he says it should have been but that would have been good uh but yeah i i like that it shows that just because people may say something or do something in a moment of strong emotional stress and whatnot, that that's not necessarily who that person is. Um, him, I, I really liked uh, him just going back to uh, Quill, just going back and he just finds someone who clearly uh, has loved him the whole time. I think that's a much better ending than and uh he got the he got the girl in the end yeah um, and I, I will say i wish the grandfather had a little bit more emotional connection with with quill as opposed to the one time we see of him is pretty negative and then we get a, a blink and you'll miss a cameo in the second one where he's driving away from the big balls that ego makes on earth <laughs> um he one he he just kind of comes out of nowhere for a little bit like quill's right he probably should be dead he was an old man in the 80s so like he's got to be pushing 90 or something these days yeah but um even beyond that it just there should have been more about the reconciliation of who this man even is to quill like he comes home and immediately it's like, oh, my boy, I loved you. Well, yeah, because I don't think they hated each other. I no, think... but I'm not saying they should have. I'm just saying we should have got some inclination of who they are to each other beyond them showing up and it's all hunky dory. No, I kind of like how it played it because it to a little boy, an action like that and such an important moment and that being your last impression of someone is really gonna paint a big like a really big picture on who this person was in your life and i like that he was living with that misconception 
that whole time because he didn't have that bigger picture of it, even though he was, that really wasn't the case. Um, sure, but I, I, st- I think even some exploration of that would have been interesting. We get maybe a line of Peter saying that's the reason he hasn't gone back. And yeah, I think I think that'd be more how it played out. I think made it at least to me really effective, and I think that might be more be better off to explore afterwards. I don't think it would have been as effective if the movie explained to us, like it was blatantly obvious to us that, yeah, Peter Quill, Peter feels this way about this guy, but he's wrong about it. That's not who this guy is. But how do Uh, we know that's not who that guy is? Well, I think that how the movie shows his reaction and everything to how he felt about Peter shows that. I I don't need... but like, like we don't see an hour with this guy. No, but I think we could have at least seen um, something of him. Like when he does come up on Earth, can show back up. The guy may have be have heard of him because, as far as he's aware, he yeah. just disappeared. And Peter did show up during in the Infinity that, that's War. That's one of the was... questions. But did, did did people know? Yeah, I think so. People did... know a lot about the, yeah, the but... fight with Thanos for some reason. But are they like this is Peter Quill? Ant Man probably would have on his pod. Nobody has he might have just said Star Lord. Why would he have done that? No, that's how he refers to himself. And right, but nobody else does. That's like his whole joke. Yeah, but when have they ever really had interactions with each other or whatnot? That might have been how he knows it. And with Nebula and um, but Rocket was Rocket the whole time. Yeah, but as if they're friends with him and he's dead now and they knew he liked being remembered as star lord they might have referred to him as star i doubt it it's a pretty even in this movie it's the one time he refers to him as something other than quill is in this movie yeah um but and ant-man was gone that time too i don't know how he pulled his interviews or whatever that's just i don't know if necessarily people like the fact that the guy named peter quill was accessible information to everyone it might not have been but i still think there should have been some attempt shown because like what is the what is the inclination that this guy cares about pete he seems excited when he sees him and that also seemingly and immediately fades then they go to back to reading the paper he's, he's real excited that he sees him and he's got like all the family photos on the wall basically dedicated to him and his mother showing that he thinks about both of them a lot i suppose and like there's what are they gonna do like 10 minutes of him saying down and explaining this is what i've been going through the whole time i i I think it was pretty i i i think it was done pretty well um and i don't i think doing too much more would have made it as effective I don't know. Personally, as someone who has a lot of kind of negative attributions with certain family members, the idea mm-hmm. of just being like, and I'm back and everybody's cool now. Let's eat cereal and read the newspaper in the morning. That seems very fake to me. That seems very yeah. We've just but decided I, to be cool. Now. But the I think the implication wasn't that he was a bad guy. Like, you're, you're 
saying like, oh, this is my like relationship with these family members that are bad people. But I think he was scared that he was a bad guy because of his final interaction with him. But I think right. it, the but, point was the realization that he wasn't that guy. But where did we get that realization? I think mostly from the family photos on the wall. But I mean, but and, prior to that, why would Quill decide to go back there? I, that, I don't think the emotional arc of choosing to leave family behind with the Guardians and Mantis for some random old dude, you don't really have that well of a connection Well, they with. had multiple conversations about it throughout the movie about who that guy is to him and whatnot. And he's like, maybe I should just at least stop by and whatnot and see how he's doing. I suppose. I Because that moment of him pushing him out of the room is why Peter gets kidnapped and sent to space, I think more importance should have been placed on it. Yeah, that's fair. The um, same amount of importance we get from Yondu being the one who picks him up, it seems like the reason he got sent to space should have also been important. Yeah, I just don't know when you would really do that and when you would put the importance on that. Fair enough. But um, yeah, I, I really like all that. I I liked that that was one of the less predictable angles um, because I honestly thought at the end of Infinity War, because they're doing the holds, are are they going to get together? Are they not? And then yeah, the will she's they mad they. at She's mad at him. She doesn't like him. Um, I thought it was going to be like, oh, so they they don't get along again until the end of the movie when he and then they helps do. her realize yeah. who she is and then they get along. But um, I, I really like that they never went there. I yeah. really liked a lot of um, Gamora, who is basically a new character in this. being Crazy like, different for kind of no reason, which is funny. Yeah, I get it because the time she came out of the time stream, she was in a very different point in her but like life. not even that like she's she's way more cutthroat in this than even the time frame they would have grabbed her from even in the time frame they grabbed her she, like a few days later she would go to go fight quill and be mostly a moral person yeah um but i think that's because she's hanging out with Whirlpool with the the ravengers where the ravengers are they willing made to her yeah, I'll, person I guess. I'll, I'll shoot you in the head if you don't give me what i want even though like it seems like they love each other and everything um but i did really like her stance in the movie oh where no it's a great i'm yeah. not who you want me to be um, there's and... um it's been said and i think at least one interview i forget with which cast member or whatever but um that james gunn is really good at writing himself out of the the corners that other creatives have put him in Mm -hmm. there's the idea uh and it, it, there's one that he himself on twitter seemed a little snarky about which i'll get to but with gamora in particular the russo brothers are the ones who killed gamora and then brought gamora back basically mm -hmm. uh from what i i've heard without really much input from james I, yeah they came they came and they told him this is what we're gonna do can you work with this? And I feel like that was two different situations where in Infinity where they came like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to kill her off. Can you work with this? And he probably went, yeah, I could work with that. And then, yeah, and then in Endgame, they brought her back. Um, 
I feel like the Russo brothers might have felt like they were doing something nice. That's that's exactly yeah. Back. It seems like they thought perhaps bringing her back slightly, you know, pre-arced. You could very easily, in the meantime, between films, say her arc had caught back up, like they kind of did with Loki in the yeah. Loki show, so she could just be the same character again. And I, I think it shows a lot of skill on his part to not do that. Yeah, I, and not only skill, um, but um, enthusiasm for his work, too. Because if you were gonna, like, even if you were a skilled person or whatever, and you had the ability to be like, yeah, I think I can make this work in a different way. He went, no, I want to make this work in a different way. And, mm -hmm. like, went for a more creative choice with it, which I really appreciate. No, no, it, yeah, all the commendation to him there is the other one that he didn't seem to care for as much which is um the reason star lord doesn't use his mask throughout the movies because he loses it in guardians of the galaxy volume two uh yeah okay i was having this conversation with somebody today or we we're talking about because i knew he didn't have the mask on uh when yondu saves him because that's how Yondu. that's why yeah him. yeah but I'm like, I think he loses it in the movie, but we couldn't figure out where he lost it. And I'm like, no, he he has it when he, for some reason, solos the Avengers. Like, no, that, the and, and on Twitter, uh, somebody asked him because James Gunn was doing a an Ask Me or whatever, um, and someone was like, "Where did Star Lord's mask go? Uh, like, why didn't he use it?" And he was like, well, he lost it in the second one and somehow got it back in Infinity War. How, how did he lose it in the second one? I forget exactly. I, I think it's something to do with when he fights uh, Ego. I don't recall. Did he lose his boots too? I do believe so. Uh, no, he also answered this one in the tweet. Uh, he The boots are obsolete. Rocket made jetpacks that are just better. So everybody But he doesn't those. use the jetpack that is well, just better. I don't know. That's what James Gunn said. Rocket made uh, jetpacks that are just better, so everybody uses those. Uh, I guess he didn't have time to pick one up before they left. That's uh, yeah, that's weird. Uh, did he say what happened to the new mask? Because uh, that no. bothered me heaps. In this I think movie. he just didn't like I, that he had a new mask. Because so I'm like, I know he's got a mask. He beat up Spider-Man with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, as far as I can tell, James Gunn wasn't a fan that they gave him the mask back, so just yeah. ignored it. Um, that that did bother me. He, you could have done something with it uh, in the holiday special. You had a basically filler that you could that you used for exposition. Um, that's where fucking Mantis, Mantis and him being yeah, yeah siblings, siblings comes from. Uh, you could have done something there. That bothered me, Heath James Gunn. <laughs> this... uh, to be fair, that's not really his fault. It's not the Russo his brothers fault, just but... gave him the mask again. Yeah, but you you have this after that. It, the responsibility is on you for telling the next story of why it's not there. I don't know. I think I think. That's not really his fault. If he made a story and somebody into, else... You could have turned it into a fucking joke, too, uh, about you hating the mask or whatever, that you wish he didn't have it, where they fucking leave or whatever. And he's like, oh, fuck, my mask is on nowhere or whatever. <laughs> I left my mask in that drawer I keep stuff yeah. in. Um, or you could have made it part of his alcoholism plot or something. Like, he, that's why he forgot it. Because yeah. he was drunk when they left. Yeah, just... 
because it bothered me so much especially at the end of the movie when he's um, dying spoiler yeah. when he dies a bit uh, but i guess doesn't crazy uh, he's just fine oh that's that's the one thing that really bothered me throughout this movie and it's such a pivotal point in the plot they have med packs that just heal anything basically yeah stabbed in the heart put a pack on it it does something and then you're good yeah, I would have liked to see the extent of what it could heal so they could, them to show its limits. So they're like, no, Rocket's well, like within the limit of being healed by this. But it seems like it's just immortality packs, which, why aren't right. you wearing that shit on your belt? Yeah, why not just have one always on hand? Yeah, they just like, are they flick on. Are they single use items? Are they, how do they work? I, I get. I get what they were doing because um, the setup for the danger was the fact that uh, they couldn't, that rocket couldn't be saved because of a like code or a safety thing. The kill so switch, yeah. that, yeah, their, the mission was to get past that where if the mission was to get but, past like, those that, packs... then find a way to save him after that. Um, it might have got a bit bloated with that. I don't um, know. Those packs I, didn't exist in the other movies. Yeah. So it's not like they needed to keep them. I feel they could have just had it be the kill switch, get rid of the kill switch. Then they can do regular, get a regular magic surgeon. I, yeah, so. I think it would have been interesting if um, you have another tie between um, Nebula and Rocket where she could fix them with cybernetics. Or, right, um, which is also um, they kind of play at that being part. Like she understands Rocket, yeah, because I, they both are cyborgs. I think it wasn't played up enough, but I really liked how connected she was with Rocket because they were the only two guardians around for those five years. Well, no, they're I, the I, only survivors. I enjoy the blade. idea. I just wish it could have um, been yeah, done I'm, a little bit better. That's what I'm saying. I wish it was played up more. Where I understood why she had this such strong connection to Rocket specifically, but I don't think that was made clear enough. And I no. think there could have been more bonds that they and, could have tied. Between and it them. was it was either unclear in a weird way, like like there's a throwaway line that she's been being upgraded by Rocket when it's yeah, also a pretty clear character thing. Came yeah, from, her arm thing. But Which it's just also a weird thing to be a like. Big fan of. Oh uh, yes. Thanos tortured me by replacing me with robotic bits. Now me and my friends, we love giving me more cybernetic and robotic bits. Yeah. Um, and then there's the, it's either, you know, weirdly vague or it's so in your face and ham fisted that it also comes off weird when they're watching the footage of what the high evolutionary did to rocket and Nebula point blank goes, yeah, that's worse that's than worse. what Thanos yeah, did to I me. Really, I really didn't that's like That's just that a bad line. line. Yeah. I think that would have been much more impactful if she turned away and she couldn't right. watch it. Exactly. Because if you just did it, it reminds her of what happened to her. Right. If it was more of an acting thing than a script thing, it would have yeah. been better. Um, I think you could have done a very powerful thing where, yeah, she turns away, she can't watch it, and Peter notices that or somebody... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One of the Guardians shows compassion or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just a little on the nose. um, that, That was... One of my least favorite lines um, yeah. in the movie. Speaking of lines, one of my favorite lines in the movie. Uh, MCU got an F-bomb in the movie. That fucking and, uh, rules. I love, I love how, I love how it off the cuff it is. I love not, how uh, annoyed of a fuck yeah. it was. Because like, if I was going <laughs> to use a fuck anywhere in a movie, that's where it would be. When you're just, when someone's just <laughs> getting on your nerves. And you're like, just let's fucking go, dude. Get in the fucking car. <laughs> I, I love that it wasn't like, like it wasn't like with the high evolutionary, like I'm rocking. Yeah, fucking I love raccoon. that it wasn't. Yeah, I or, love it. Or it wasn't a, some big, a big oh fuck you moment. No, it was just get the uh, fucking car, please. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> um, so good. Man. It was. It was maybe one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> absolutely destroyed me in the i love cinema. that he was so determined to drive a car because <laughs> of course he was he was eight years old and was uh, every little kid wants to drive a car um and then once he gets the chance to, i don't know how to fucking drive a car because like um, that's not the right choice the right choice is to get back to the ship get to the fucking oh no yeah thing. but he sees a car out in the lawn and goes now's my chance well, it's like that and he's like we don't want to bring rocket directly to the guy's doorstep yeah even though not that far away the guy just flies over and like yeah. no time flat but um it's just funny because like Nebula did spend a ton of time on Earth. She probably does know how to drive a car. Honestly, or at yeah, the very she least, she's does. got robot bits to. Well, interface I don't know how it. much time her and Rocket spent on Earth. I think they were out guardianing, right? Or well, yeah, at least out in space heaps. 
Um, they were, but I, I I think they did spend some time just on Earth. Yeah. One thing I did really like about Nebula and her little cyborg fucking nanotech arm is um, she's clearly got some Iron Man inspirations in her now because she has a stronger bond with Iron Man, almost starving to death on that ship with him, where when uh adam warlock shows up for the first time and she flies up she's doing kind of the iron man stand yeah like, well, she's, got the, she's, got, she's the got the jet pack the rescue jet pack thing yeah yeah and then like her arm blaster is very much like iron man's nanotech arm yeah. blaster where it turns into the big disc and everything that um honestly i wasn't sure if it was intentional as being like, let's make this like Iron Man, or this is how they do it in the MCU. But I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and yeah, give them highlighting the, the fact uh, that um, it kind of highlights her uh, bond with Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, how much they did. hung out. Yeah, or um, I mean, you I, almost starved. Watch somebody starve to death or whatever. You're gonna care about that place <laughs> in a little bit. I, I, one of the things, and I liked when it happened because it did look really cool. But it's the same problem I have with like Wolverine or the cheerleader on Heroes. Because she could get crumpled, she was the only character that ever happened yeah, to. Yeah, that's... I'm not going to blame this movie too much for it because That's a trope that everybody does. does, but it's just... Like you want to show, you want to show impactful action uh, in your movie, but you can only give it to the people that can take it. Um, I like in this movie not everybody can take as much as they thought yeah no that that just shoots drax twice and it fucking takes him out um that fucking rule that did rule i loved when um like my favorite bit of adam warlock is when we first really see him not that funny bit where he's flying through space where he looks real goofy. Nah, that reason. rules, dude. That was so <laughs> weird. But um, I loved him just mowing through the Guardians. That rule. Me, yeah, that does rule. But me watching that, <laughs> my first reaction to Adam Warlock going, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it was, it maybe the it best just looks movie. so off. He looks so weird. I had no fucking clue what it even was. Because he, <laughs> he comes in at such a distance yeah. before he fucking rocks up. And like, so, and then the fucking needle look drop on his happens. Face. Yeah, and he just and like... I was just so fucking confused. <laughs> but, um, yeah, him just... Uh, and he gets weaker throughout the movie some, for some reason. But that first because fight he, he has becomes with... an ally. It's, yeah, that's it's like when Bowser's there. on your team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, when you're playing Smash Bros. and you unlock Bowser and he sucks. Oh, um, but uh, I don't know that first fight he has where he's just tearing through the rules. I yeah. love when he just grabs Groot and tears him to a head. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, it goes without saying because of my my hatred for Drax, but him beating the shit out yeah, of Drax. Look, is so even good. I I love watching the good guys get the shit beat out of him. So even if I was a huge Drax head, I would have loved that. But um, uh, it was really satisfying to watch that dumbass get his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and it's one of the things. It's it's like one of the minor nitpicks I have about Drax, amongst the major things I hate about him. His strength is so inconsistent. It's like when he's yeah. fighting goons, he's like a machine. But when he needs to fight anybody with a slightly higher number over their head, he gets taken down. Yeah. Um, so I I like that it showed he was pretty strong. Like he grabbed him, threw him around and shit. Mm-hmm. But when it came to actually fighting somebody above his weight class, he just got the tar beat out of him. Mm-hmm. Which I wish I he had think... died then. 
<laughs> I wish uh, Adam Warlock had killed Drax and just shattered his skull. Not no, just I, because no, I hate I wish, Drax, but no, I wish Adam Warlock uh, Drax survived until later, and that guy just shooting him in the chest. Him. <laughs> that would have fucking killed me. That Nathan Fillion cameo yeah, was fun. Fillion was in this movie for some reason. I hated that whole setting of that weird organic. No, Orgo Corp rules, dude. No, a lot of this movie was made to upset me visually. <laughs> I okay, I watched uh, Evil Dead um, <laughs> pretty close to when I watched this movie. I was more upset watching parts in this movie than I was watching the new Evil Dead movie. And the new Evil Dead went out with like the mission to upset me. Yeah. Um, and it was seeing that gross. fucking little that spider rabbit every time that was on screen, I did not want to look at the screen. No, dude. But, floor um, ruled. Floor was cool. They were a cool character, but they were disgusting to look at. <laughs> um, but everything in this fucking uh bio satellite fucking sucked i hated nah, the squishy buttons i hated the eyeball security cameras it did, it did i hated real the funny goo that their just eyeball, in the walls their um, eyeball security cameras are worse than regular security yeah cameras. that's pretty good um i did i did like though um organic mech suits having just skin on top of your skin is uh, yeah it's awful it, but it rules it rules how um alien it felt you know yeah. it felt like like something that might be from another planet and not just look oh, it, yeah it was it was bad in all the right ways right and i, I liked it. how mean nathan fillion was to that idiot who worked for him <laughs> yeah i'm surprised so <laughs> that that joke throughout the thing <laughs> i'm surprised how hard that got you i was well, like yeah, how it, is this the joke that's getting you dude <laughs> well i don't know it's just i wish I wish somebody was that mean to the idiots that are on the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just the... seemed like a very mean joke, a little mean spirited. Yeah, I like I the. Thought, I thought I like that the guy callback was... later on to yeah. fucking so Adam Warlock being. I know they looked very similar, but um, was the the Ravenger the same guy as the guy he made fun of heaps, or were they just two of the same alien um, species? I don't because I, I think they were just two of the same species, but yeah. they looked very similar, and I, I thought it made sense that oh, he's mean to him, so he's a spy or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think that was the case. I think they were just it's just a coincidence. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that I think that we were talking about Peter Quill's oh no Nebula's uh, character arc. Um, who else does? Oh, one thing I did like about Nebula is that she is the nicer of the sisters. Like, she's warming up uh, to the Guardians. You could tell her actress really enjoys being a nicer yeah. person. <laughs> that's, I, that's the nice for her. I think it's it's the, the combination of her trying to be softer, but still having to do that weird, breathy voice. Sometimes it doesn't sound very right. It sounds bad. I, I think it's all right, though. I, I think it's her being so unpleasant to be around of uh, being this weird cyborg lady um who looks like she's fucked up <laughs> um and trying to be a kind person um i i think worked pretty well uh speaking um, of fucked up to be around the weird plastic uh 
Chris Pratt they ha- they have now fucked up. Oh yeah, no. Um, yeah. So uh, were they carrying when they were carrying Chris Pratt when he was drunk at the beginning of the movie? They made just like a rubber. Well, yeah, ass... they didn't want they didn't want Karen Gillian to have to actually carry Chris Pratt because he's heavy. Um, yeah. So they made a weird plastic Chris Pratt that can breathe and shit. Um, it it would have been real easy to get a tougher guy or whatever to lift him up and then you just yeah. plop Nebula in on top of that. Um, I think someone... Or maybe some wires or something. I, I think someone made this prop out of their own joy. Well, you know? Yeah, it's... especially that James Gunn just kept it in his office for ages after they yeah. did the shots um so i i think this was for someone specific zone entertainment um and it's very off-putting um, do you think they let him keep it afterwards or whoever who, chris pratt or james yeah Dunn? chris pratt no i don't think chris pratt wanted it i would want it i <laughs> i would rather have it than not know who does have it and what they're doing um i'd rather see it be incinerated well that's a lot of money um, to just set on fire I'm sure that thing cost a pretty penny. What's the what's the difference between setting it on fire and letting it fucking sit in my house? Uh, people get to look at it. It's a conversation starter. It's a bad conversation starter because everybody's gonna start off with, "So do you fuck that thing or what?" No, it's not anatomically correct. Really, it breathes, but it's not anatomically correct. Its mouth is pretty wide open and it's <laughs> laying back. <laughs> I was drunk in the scene. They were carrying me because I was unconscious. Uh, it, look, it's good. You could keep it um like in a window or something so people think you died. Yeah, the only use I could see for it is if someone's trying to assassinate me, I could put it in my bed. Yeah. And once I see the snipers shoot <laughs> into my dummy or whatever, I know I, it's time to cheese it. Yeah, or put um, it in a window and then have the sniper take it out. But uh, yeah, cool. that's that's Chris Pratt's um doll uh character arc. <laughs> I guess um, uh we'll do Groot and then we'll get to Rocket because he's got the biggest arc. In the yeah, whole Groot. Band. One thing I really liked about Groot, um, <laughs> it sucked because of how it sounded. Uh, but I liked that right when Gamora started to understand Groot. So do I, we. I turned. Well, I turned to you. I'm like, so is it a love theme? And then we understand Groot. And I'm like, oh, I love Groot enough now. <laughs> but it, um, it, it's so funny that it was just regular as Vin Diesel. Dude, it was so glaring how much guys. it was just Vin. I love my family. They had the they had the opportunity to get a different guy because this is technically original Groot's son or whatever. Yeah, and then the I am Groot or whatever can sound different, right? Um, but no, uh, but he's just yeah. fucking. He wants to a Corona. Um, I'm worried about Groot in the future because if it just is Vin Diesel, I don't think we'll. Well, I think that was the for the end of this movie only. I don't think we. No, because get I think I think what it was was we've grown enough with Groot throughout the MCU that we finally understand it. I don't think it was an MCU thing. I think it was at the end of this trilogy of films you're now close enough to Groot. Yeah, this. so even if that's the case... I just don't think it don't extends to the rest of the MCU. I, I don't know. that was we'll, a James Gunn thing. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. They pointedly the, don't have him talk at the end of the movie. Yeah. So. 
Um, we'll have to wait and see. They're probably waiting for the focus testing to see if they want to do it or not. Yeah. Um, I do like the way he looks at the end of the movie. He looks like, like how he originally yeah. showed up in the comics. Yeah, when he fought I, Hulk and shit. I do really like um, the crown Groot. Um, but yeah, I hope Groot... I like where... I like what the movie was doing there. The execution of Groot's voice, I don't think is gonna. No, work I don't well. think. I don't think that's so. Good. Maybe don't do it. It was the real Venture Brothers helper situation, where we were around yeah, him long yeah. enough that we just yeah could understand. I it. wish in Venture Venture Bros we started understanding helper. Just like I don't that. know if I no. It seems like he's not. He's not saying anything worthwhile. Oh, um, I think he's saying the stuff. I think I go back. Okay. Marvel, if you've already done this, go back and like uh, redub over, make like a fucking Groot edition of each of these movies, uh, especially the Avengers one, because apparently he's saying the funniest shit, and we can't well, understand. No, that's because, why they can say that. Yeah, but give us like a fucking rated R or whatever. But I want Groot to be like fuck these stupid assholes or whatever, and everybody's like, "Whoa, buddy!" And he's like, "No, shut the fuck up, you stupid." Dick nerd. <laughs> yeah, would that um, be good? Because in Vin Diesel's voice, I'm saying all that. Uh, well, I mean, it it would be more baby and teenage Vin Diesel, Groot. Um, so maybe it's not as bad. But when it's just deep, regular Groot, it's just Vin Diesel. Yeah. Um. Um. Groot's new swole body never did click with me, but I did like when he did stuff in the movie when there was more and this is weird for me because i'm usually a practical effects guy but when there were more visual effects and he's you know shooting eight guns at the same time yeah when he's holding a bunch of guns in himself yeah. i liked when he was a fucking the thing spider head and he'd fucking yeah. crawl around or when he was when regrowing he after things. that um oh yeah that was cool. he had like the uh like the branch skeleton throughout um, the Swamp Thing, I felt, was a bit too much like Swamp Thing. Um, but it, it, him doing that kind of stuff is cool. Uh, really fucked up how they grinded that scientist against now, the ground. fuck that scientist, dude. He, he helped with the torture of Rocket. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, you know who else did? Fucking the high evolution. Well, no, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. They, they do the fucking Uncharted thing where you mow through like hundreds of goons. And you get to the big bad and you're like, I'm not going to kill him. I'm better than that. Yeah. It's like, why? Since when? <laughs> and like, I I could accept that in the movie because most of them were just faceless fucking monsters and whatnot. Right. But when I watched them grind this guy and drown him fucking to death and he just looked like a normal guy. Um, That's one thing, uh, too, that I liked. Um life only mattered when it looked like you uh, was pretty good uh the fact that fucking they only cared about the peep the kids because they looked like people and then rocket only cared about the raccoons because they looked like raccoons and then he decided well i guess i'll get the other animals too. yeah we gotta get all but he went animals. in there for the raccoons well, he was very willing to just leave with just the raccoons until after yeah. they took the guy down so I um, appreciate, I really agree with the message, life doesn't matter unless it looks like you. I don't agree with that. We'll get that on the record. Um, I did think, and I, I'm really surprised they didn't. I, I assumed the high evolutionary was human like he is in the comics, but he's not. 
Yeah. And it would have made sense. It would have made sense way to me because one, he liked Earth. He wanted to yeah. recreate Earth culture. And this, you could have used him to explain why so many aliens in Marvel in space look like different people, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, him just liking Earth was weird. They really should have just made him from Earth. Then you have another tie between him and Peter Quill, too. Them both right. Earthly They're both and, from Earth who love space or whatever. But I don't know. Different aspects of Earth. Um, also, crazy that his whole, like, his whole thing was, there is no God, so I stepped in. Really? What about all the Celestials? What about yeah, he Thor calls and the group of gods? God. Yeah. Uh, he calls, what about um, Zeus? We know calls, Zeus is a thing. Mm-hmm. He legit, yeah, we do know that Zeus is just a guy. That Zeus is just a guy. Um, Turning but, into animals and stuff. He should have loved Zeus. Turning into animals and having sex with people. But yeah, he understands that there is a god. Uh, at least there are gods. Because he says... Nowhere, dead god, dead god, yeah. Which, speaking of nowhere, I fucking loved that, dude. I... My first move, if I went into the head of a dead god, would be, how do I make this a spaceship? I get to fly around. And the fact that its eye was a giant fucking cannon gun. It seemed so much smaller than it used to, though. Yeah, I the scale of it was thrown off. I think it's because of how massive it was trying to make his ship seem. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it did kind of throw off the scale because it seemed like um, Chip Gun was just kind of, like, right in the middle or whatever. Yeah, it didn't like, seem like it was, like, the cockpit was just, like, this little room he had. Yeah. Um, uh, which, yeah, that's a bit of a bummer, but I really did, like, turning a, <laughs> turning a corpse into a ship will always... That is gonna, rad as I was going to say would always get me off. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but will always get me excited, which is a lesser extent of the thing I was going to say. Uh, but, yeah, I really liked High Evolutionary in this movie. Um, I liked... Um, that he kind of played a typical villain, but uh, whereas most of the Marvel villains, yeah, they tell you, oh, this guy's got a big ego and whatnot. He's got a big ego, the living right. planet. Um, and then they just kind of make them dicks. This guy, you could tell, had this massive ego and he was falling apart because of it. Yeah. He was so obsessed with this one thing that doesn't and the grand scale of things doesn't really matter all that much but he will he doesn't give a shit about anything around him as long as it means he has power over this one thing right. and he can prove that power um as that just made for such an interesting villain uh for me when you had some pretty lackluster start to villains for guardians mm-hmm. with like ronin who maybe one of the worst villains in marvel uh ending it off with maybe one of the best uh, right. for me was a, a nice i i will say i liked him a lot more at the beginning by the but time i like getting shouty no i kind of liked that downfall you see well i, I like the downfall i just think there are already so many shouty villains yeah but i think he played it off the best and had the most reason for it i i think again it's a thing where the movie has failings because it's because uh, part of the bigger MCU universe where that's not necessarily the fault of the movie on its own where if you kind of separated it from that um, but because of it 
it being a part of it you can't help but to compare um mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff but um i i because i did hear people talking about that sort of beat beforehand that he's kind of just degrades into a shouty guy but i think it worked for him better than it worked for most other of the i'm i'm a yelly bad guy yeah um, i just think they could have sidestepped that whole thing entirely yeah i don't i don't know i i really liked it i really liked the manic energy behind all of it and you could just feel the frustration build up in him more and more because i'd be fucking pissed off too if this stupid little raccoon boy that i that i made <laughs> that is my theme is asking this much of a hassle for me that's that's gonna piss me right the fuck off crazy um, gravity boots just immediately make you immune to his powers though yeah what a I mean, dummy i mean it wouldn't if he went the other way and was like oh you can go to the ground we'll stay to the ground and crush him instead of trying to lift him up um but uh i guess they caught him off guard enough that he quickly outsmarted him with cool little gravity boots yeah or well they set those up at the beginning of the movie yeah well i like that they did that because it felt like it had immediate payoff right away because he used them to get away from adam warlock um so it's like oh that's what the gravity boots were for but i like the secondary payoff it had for them mm. um i like um when Chekhov's gun has a second bullet in it um, <laughs> uh, but uh yeah i really like the high evolutionary i really liked how fucked up he was um yeah i, I love that he was kind of just a bad dude Nothing really behind it. No. Yeah, I like nothing else. He's just a bad fucking guy. Because there's a saying that every villain is a hero of their own story, and that's even true for this. uh, Yeah, and I like that in his eyes, he's the hero. But to everybody else, there is nothing redeeming about this guy. Yeah, he's just the he just sees himself as the good guy. Whereas most people, when they hear that phrase, it's like a Thanos saying where he's like oh, I'm doing this for the right reasons. And yeah, yeah, I can understand your reasons, even though you're going about it the wrong way or whatever. Which is compelling and interesting. No, yeah, I just like that this was different. No, uh, yeah, exactly. um, This guy, he clearly thought he was in the right, but he was just a piece of shit. He was just a legitimate monster. Just an actual fucking awful guy. Um, Um, I, I hated his aesthetic um <laughs> but it, watching this made me go man maybe they need to introduce mojo when the x-men show up no um because he's no heaps of this movie had the same unpleasantness everything about fucking that bio satellite had that same unpleasantness but these fucking little animals he was making and his stretch face over his oh his head. robocop yeah face? yeah but like the fucking walrus having like the needles pulling up his eyes and the fucking metal mouth on the rack the rabbit made me go maybe it's not maybe people are clamoring for mojo i, I hate mojo and mojo. if there was a movie if there was an x-men movie where mojo is the main villain i would have a hard time watching that movie. <laughs> i hate mojo he's 
it's so grossly bdsm he's clearly really into it it makes me uncomfortable yeah but that's the point he's supposed to yes i i i'm aware that he's trying to make me uncomfortable he's succeeding and i don't want to watch it yeah but that's kind of what i want because he so this movie made me uncomfortable but i think it was to the betterment of the movie because of that um potentially uh we should get to rocket he's yeah, he's the main star of the show. He's a star. He's the creep. He's the loser. He's the creep. Um, he's the weirdo. He wants a perfect body. I fucking loved that, dude. And nothing, that was so funny. Nothing hooked me into this movie. That was so Nothing funny. could have hooked me into this movie. Quicker than having Rocket play creep right out the gate. It absolutely destroyed me. That because one of the your co workers had mentioned that they didn't know about a song choice, and I had thought because he had said it was at the end of the movie, and I had joked because we had just listened to Creep and um, uh, Mad World in the car, yeah, eating burgers, <laughs> which is very funny. We were sitting in the car while it was parked, eating burgers, listening to fucking Creep. Um, and I had joked that it would be one of those at the end of the movie, I assumed probably Mad World or whatever. Um, and then immediately we go in yeah. and it's fucking creep is very funny. It fucking killed me. It gave me a deep understanding of who Rocket Raccoon is uh, uh, as a person. Um, it, it it made me connect with him. He he just like me for real. I um, will say, as even though he is the main character, they even have his dead otter wife say he is and that he always was. Um even though they do that he is sidelined for the majority of this movie and kind of has nothing to do for ages yeah but i think that's kind of sidestepped from it being flashbacks the whole time is where he's carrying the movie which those are maybe the best parts of the movie is those flashbacks um i think that's the most engaging part i would agree yeah um and honestly I kind of, if they weren't flashbacks and we just watched this as a movie, um, I think I would have enjoyed the Rocket story maybe more like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really liked, uh, because some of the stuff the Guardians had going on did feel like fluff and filler um with like well Well, yeah they essentially go on like two different fetch quests yeah so his felt like the most important story going on even though he wasn't a part of the group uh doing shit Mm -hmm. um so uh i i I think that kind of sidesteps him kind of being sidelined um but yeah i really liked all the flashbacks i'm really i was actually really surprised that they um killed uh his animal friends i figured one maybe two of them would die but i, I, well, I assumed wife, the two that we didn't know really yeah i thought about. otter wife was going to survive because i thought that's where speaking about the predictableness of where I a assumed, lot of the character yeah. arts i was like yeah you he goes off he fights this guy he beats him he gets his happy ending when it's revealed that like he might think they're dead but then the uh, fucking high uh, evolutionary was like the whole time. I I had them the oh, whole time in case I needed to draw you out or whatever. 
Um, but no, straight up fucking die. You die in a bad way. Yeah, dude. it's fucked Getting up. Getting shot by a fucking Glock in fucking space, basically. Uh, uh, and then that bit where like you're like, whoa, little baby Rocket's a fucking Mary Sue. Look at him pull this gun he's never used and shoot down those guards before they can shoot him. Like, no, idiot. They were doing what they were told. He said to kill the other two, and yeah. they did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was fucking bad, dude. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole rocket like story was pretty hard to watch in a few different ways. For one, that rabbit and walrus is <laughs> real fucked up. I the walrus was pretty easy to ignore until I looked at his eye. His oh, face. until you look at him too closely. Yeah. yeah, and then you look at the wheels and everything, and you're like, oh, that's that's kind of like don't drill wheels into a guy <laughs> um but uh yeah uh that rabbit i i did not enjoy looking at well, um, and just, then it was so hard strange. to watch emotionally because it got me so invested in these and guys get fucking murdered and then, but even before that just seeing like how they have to live and everything um as fucking abominations in this cage their whole life just wanting their dream is to see the sky and it's like jesus dude um it uh, is crazy how um how rudimentary they seem they seem very sid's playroom instead of like the yeah high evolutionary. It, does, it does not seem like these were the step before animorph people like mid animorph um these seem like maybe like batch three yeah like, rather than 89 or whatever um but uh i i think them being fucked up made it work better oh no it did and i did like um teeth and floor they're very much not the brightest because they're still mostly animal so they they chose their names off of some pretty obvious stuff um, mm -hmm. But I liked that they showed that Rocket was more intelligent because he, you know, picked Rocket based on the abstract and the symbology of going to the sky and mm -hmm. stuff. But um, it does show that High Evolutionary was on the right track. Lila just uh, yeah, creates I, her name. I, I don't know why he was so obsessed with getting Rocket and not just trying again the same like he he knows what he did, he knows. Yeah, and he's got all those it, raccoons. Yeah, and he's got heaps of raccoons. If the answer is raccoon, um, I mean, they might do a reveal or whatever that like Rocket's a mutant. He was a mutant <laughs> raccoon, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Like they're doing with everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, fuck, Groot's a mutant. You could shoot late. <laughs> Groot, Groot, uh, his planet is. Uh, there are other Groots, but he's special because he's a mutant. His mutant power is uh, reincarnation through himself. Yeah, that's, that's not his special mutant. That's, that's not, not something, something they all do. Drax, his um, mutant power is uh, being stupid as fuck. Yeah, his mutant power is <laughs> so degrading intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think Rocket had just this really satisfying like character arc, and it it was good in a way that turned. A lot it, of the littler stuff throughout yeah, the rest makes, of the movie. It makes such many of the other scenes hit so much harder. Bruh. Whenever someone like whenever the running joke of someone calling him like another animal and he gets pissed off. The scene in the first one where Drax calls him vermin or whatever, Bruh. and he just loses it. 
Um, the 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 scene in the first one where they're at that space bar getting fucking hammered, and he goes out of his way to yeah, cause trouble, and before other people mm-hmm. can cause it for him now holds a lot more weight to it. Yeah, it's, I, I just think... a really good kind of character motivated mm-hmm. writing. Even there's like that really dour one of that joke where it really makes Iron Man seem like an absolute douchebag <laughs> where Iron Man's like, oh, I thought you were a Build-A-Bear. And then his reaction is, oh, maybe I am. Like real dour and you're like, yeah. that, you're an absolute <laughs> dick, bro. Well, um, it, and then this, makes... it already felt like that. And then seeing why his reaction was like that makes it feel like Iron Man just fucking well, the biggest douche know. yeah i know but <laughs> well, i don't know and it was a joke i never thought was all that funny everybody calling him a different animal it starts with mm-hmm. thor where he calls him a rabbit and then yeah. heaps of times in this they call him like a squirrel well it starts a... like sooner than that because they're already calling him like fox and shit in the earlier guard like i think guardians 2 nebula calls him a fox um mm. and then uh it starts off with like vermin and wrote it and then they start calling them other animals um and then i liked them going to the well of the specifically a raccoon and he's like i'm not a raccoon because he has no concept of what he is so he's only going off the like cadence and the context of what people how people are saying it to him so when they call him a raccoon it sounds like the same thing as calling him a vermin or a monster or whatever but like so like he's going to be defensive against that so i like his acceptance of it and then and you get the cool little comic book nerd moment of I'm Rocket Raccoon, and you're that that's his name. Yeah, that's what his name is. <laughs> that that what they call him. Oh uh, but but just the fact of him finally coming to accept of what he is and whatnot, it was pretty touching moment. Especially having fuck, I hope those little raccoons come up. Rocket Raccoon having a pack of just regular ass raccoons <laughs> would fucking roll, dude. Oh, no. Raccoons are super prone to rabies. <laughs> They're super prone to rabies. They're already too smart for our own good. Raccoons are going to get weird up to fucking mischief. Raccoons know <laughs> what consequences are. Or like, if we're caught, we're going to get in trouble. <laughs> raccoons are fucked up. I love raccoons. They're one of my favorite animals. Yeah, I love um, pretty good. But yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Um, I'd say that about the whole movie. Yeah. What would you give it out of 10? Oh, look, I, I, we say this every time, but these are basically meaningless because I forget what I rate every Oh, movie. yeah, no. But that's good. Every movie comes at its own at its own thing. Yeah, um. Okay, if I was going to give Guardians 2... A rating i would give that maybe a five or six out of ten if i was going to give guardians one it'd be a seven or eight so this would probably be a high eight maybe pushing a nine that's pretty close to what i was thinking i would yeah. call the first one probably an eight the second one a seven and then this one i would say i would say close the to the second nine. one yeah the second one I, I really love moments in the second one. A moment that is one of my favorite moments in the MCU of him 
getting bestowed cosmic knowledge or whatever and then ego just casually dropping the fact yeah. that he kills his mom and, he and his reaction just yeah. is just blast him in the chest it's one of my favorite moments in the mcu um but while there's a bunch of bits and pieces in two as a whole i don't know if two is one i'll go back and re-watch too often so i'm not the biggest fan of it if i'm gonna do it guardians rewatch and i'm obviously gonna include it mm-hmm. and whatnot but while guardians one and definitely guardians three is like i might be scrolling a bit fuck it I'll, i'm gonna watch those or whatever um guardians two usually isn't that kind of movie for me but i see that i i kind of was planning on going to a rewatch of the trilogy maybe my opinions change on it i don't typically rewatch any mcu movie really so that's not really the basis for for how i rate them uh i would say it's a seven just because five is kind of a basic not a good movie not a bad movie and i would say it's a few ticks above that it's it's a pretty decent movie Uh, yeah i think it's got bits for me that level that kind of balance it out of what the good parts i like and the bad parts i don't because like guardians 2 is like the biggest offender of like that's when drax got really dumb and that's when the comedy like kind of took a dip and um some of the like character interactions in that movie feel really off um but then it's got some really strong ones like uh yondu in that movie is great his interactions the with, nebula stuff is pretty good. uh yeah his interactions with peter and rocket are really good that's another scene that holds a lot of weight when uh now that you're like uh that line that he's like oh those scientists that made you didn't give anything get didn't care about you the fact that yeah yondu knows who made him he's like a public figure like and Yandu's pretty well connected within the galaxy. He would know who did that, especially if he's dealing with people like Ego and whatnot. Right. Crazy um, the rest of the Guardians didn't know, though. Like, yeah. This guy creates planets and uh, I creates mean, his, Orgo his, Corp. His public face is he's the CEO of a company. Um, so, like, I, I get if you're not in the sort of underworld of the galaxy you might not know that but yondu definitely is well yeah but like so is pete they were doing the same stuff yeah but pete's like an under was like an underling he's the kind of guy that you tell him go steal a orb or whatever and he's gonna go steal an orb he's not the guy who's making the deals and sure sure but like Um, i don't know you think they would have heard about him and you think and yondu i could very easily see being going out and poaching being hired by uh the high evolution yeah exactly probably where the animals came from yeah that's what i'm saying where he was basically doing the same thing for uh ego where he's going just grabbing people taking them over and then if he's kind of doing that kind of thing and then pete's the one that makes him stop that he's kind of gonna want to hide the fact of who the people he was doing that sort of thing for. I suppose. Um, um, I do like that there's a, a very fucked up but like cool moment where Rocket scratches the fuck out of high evolutionary space. Yeah, and he's got that, that fucked rolls, up face underneath. He's got the fucked up red skull. Um, um, it I, is undercut I, a little bit because the lady, the same thing happens to just some random lady on nowhere. 
when they bring all the animals across and a monkey starts tearing at her face. Yeah, I would like to see her have to wear a weird stretch mask over her face. <laughs> it just seems um, strange to be like, oh my god, it's such a cathartic and like yeah. anger fill. Oh, it's just happening to this. It's a random monkey yeah. and a random lady. Yeah, and I really like that reveal too because when it happened and like. Uh, rocket just jumps on him and then claws him a bit and fucking i'm like that that really took him out he's just laying there with a couple scratches on his face because he's like just laying there you could see him still breathing and his legs still yeah and stuff i'm like i guess he's just deciding not to get up and kill it and then they pull it off oh yeah no i get it i would have stayed down (laughs) i would have yeah i've taken a few minutes to catch my fucking breath (laughs) but um and apparently that's not far off. Raccoons can fuck you Raccoons up like that. Raccoons fuck you up, dude. That's what I'm saying. Don't <laughs> having a pack of normal ass raccoons is no worry. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, I really like this movie. Um, it makes me really excited to see what James Gunn has in store for DC. Yeah. Um, it, and and it's 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 funny. It makes me excited for what's coming in DC because James Gunn's in at the head. But not it makes me for Marvel. It makes me very for, yeah worried about the where the Guardians in particular, or at least Marvel in general, are going with their new lineup of Guardians. Yeah, I don't think there needs to be any more Guardians movies. I, think I would say they're probably the team, good. I think having the new team or whatever, or some of the old members, because it did say at the end, fucking Star, Star the Lord legendary Star Lord will return. Which someone in our theater fucking lost it. That blew oh, his fucking mind. <laughs> and it was like, I'm like, really? That they Back, legitimately yeah. sidelined him instead of killing him. And you don't think they're going to be like, maybe we should just like on Earth. Pocket. Like the next time something big happens on Earth, he's around. But that guy was, oh my God, he's coming back um but yeah i do um, like that um he was the only one who got that so yeah um, drax mantis actually gone yeah i don't need drax mantis coming back maybe nebula um i could see her especially with star lord uh still have some pretty interesting um stuff going on it always um, uh, weirds me out how strong mantis is in these movies i always forget yeah. she has the power to just grab somebody and make them do pretty much anything mm-hmm um which mantis um she was around in this movie we kind of wholly not mentioned her at all well she Um, barely has an arc it comes out of nowhere they had some sweet moments between her and quill where she talks about family with him um and he's like you're all the family i need which i feel like would have been more important if we didn't get that just in a fucking holiday episode thing probably heaps of people skipped if that was like an actual thing that was revealed in Guardians 2, um, I feel like it would have made their relationship like mean more throughout everything they were showed up in, even like Infinity War and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, it was um it was a fun ride. Good time. Guardians yeah, had. Um I gl- really glad they ended on a high note because uh this could have been a real Oh, not everybody sticks the landing, so I'm glad Yeah, they, they, they could have really went out on a whimper. Um they, but, were, they uh, were perched too when the Disney fired James Gunn. It was for this he wasn't yeah. gonna get to make this movie. And um, uh would have been real weird if that had happened. Yeah, really glad that that he pulled through with it. Um, but yeah, uh you could let us know what you thought about this movie and the Guardians uh as a whole, James Guardian. 
uh, by getting at our email or whatever <laughs> at atomicemail at gmail.com. Or uh, perhaps one of our social media accounts, like uh, on our Twitter, at Atomic Androids. Or the other one. Uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, catch you around no, our Instagram uh, at Atomic Android 2020. Uh, uh, thanks but, for listening. Yeah. We'll catch, see you guys next week. Catch you around. Bye. You think they could tell that I did this whole thing in my boxers? I think so. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.